Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What's up, y'all? It's Russ Parr, and welcome to the Russ Parrcast. Okay, yeah, I'm the guy that you hear on the radio all the time, Monday through Friday. Go to the RussParmorningShow.com if you guys want to listen to us because the show sucks and we know that. It's beautiful. Hey, got Paul Paris show today, man. Got a whole bunch of stuff going on. I'm ranting about uh, the fact that interracial uh, marriages probably should have never been legalized, according to Senator uh, Mike Braun out of Indiana. Uh, we're talking to an interior, interior designer. This lady is like the best black interior de- designer in the country. I'm going to tell you about all that stuff that you guys have been trying to do to your house that you shouldn't be doing and the mistakes that you make. Just something to help you out. Also, we're talking to the education secretary. I'm going to talk about HBCUs, uh, that there's monies available, for, especially for the schools that have been threatened by uh, bomb threats and the whole nine. But right now, we're going to go to the Lions and talk to one of my good buddies. He's a very funny man, Bill Bellamy. So let's get started with Bill. On the phone line right now, ladies and gentlemen, he is probably the funniest guy on the phone um, because (laughs) I'll take second place. Um, We're talking about the legendary Bill Bellamy. Whenever some of your old oh, movies man. come on, man, you know, you got you got those movies that once they're on, you say, I'm just going to watch a couple of minutes of it. And then I'm going, because right. I've seen it a million times. And then an hour and a half later, you're sitting there, damn, why did I watch the whole damn thing? You have to. Those are those are those, are those old school classics. Classics. You know like the, the Brothers, How to Be a Player. Oh, Love yes. Jones. It's you How to Be a Player. kind of. Ah. I watch it over and over and over again, and it's, you know, I'm expecting a different result, but that's not the case. However, when I see you, when I see you do stand up comedy, I never get the expected result because one thing, you're one of the few comedians that always refreshes his material over a period of time, which makes you, reason why you've been doing it, what? What? We're going on about 25, 30 years now? 29. Wow. That means you started doing stand up at five. At five years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying Man, to help but you out. I love it so much, Russ. It's like, um, you know, it's funny. You've been knowing me my whole career. Yeah. You know, like when I first started coming through D.C., Maryland area, mm-hmm. I was just off that Def Comedy Jam run. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably like 92, mm-hmm. going into 92. was one of those first runs when I was like, man, I'm starting to get some momentum. You know, people starting to know my name a little bit, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Then within another year or so, now I'm on MTV. Now more people know my name. I come back to D.C. I'm playing Constitution Hall. Wow. I'm playing all these bigger venues than I was before doing the small clubs. And it's funny because it's like, it feels like your career goes in waves, right? Yeah. yeah. And so right now, it's like another wave. Like my special will be coming out. My book comes out this year. Wow. Last night, I was just on The Neighborhood with Ted on CBS. So like I got all these projects That's rolling, beautiful. so I'm on another wave, and so now the wave is coming, and now I'm in the big venue, you yeah. know, I'm at the MGM National Harbor. So that, that's, that's right. beautiful. And it's you know what? Beautiful. You haven't aged. You know? How, Thank you, man. No, no, you haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. I remember one time uh, when I you called me to bail you out of jail, and right. you looked haggard that day. <laughs> But that was a bad day. That yeah, was, it was, I, I looked like James Brown. I was like it James wasn't Brown. a good day for you. <laughs> no, but you know, one thing I have to say is that I, I've watched 
I've watched the evolution of Bill Bellamy. And there was a time that, you know, you were known as the super clean comedian. And I'm not going to say super clean, uh, but relatively. Yeah. But you, you, that was, that was a smart move on your part because it got you noticed. And so now it's, you know, you throw everything against the wall. Now y'all go to a Bill Bellamy show, man. Don't sit there and expect, okay, I I got my Bible in my hand and I'm sure he's not going to do anything that besmirches any word in this Bible. Uh, You're going to have to put that Bible down, leave it in the car when you go watch this dude. Now now, that hasn't changed. I mean, have you gone back to going super clean or you just like, Hey, whatever it is, what it is. I just mix it up. I just throw it up against the wall. Like, you know, I have fun, you know, I've never been like a really, you know, vulgar uh, comedian anyway, but, but I've been one of the most powerfully, funny ones like where yeah. I tell truths I tell the truth I tell the truth about myself about life you know and everybody got some comedy coming off this COVID right now yeah like coming out of this COVID like like comedy mm-hmm. and music shows everything means something right now my shows be sold out people coming out the lab like them last two years was rugged it mm-hmm. feel like we all went to jail oh yeah everybody went to jail yeah all right, Bill Bellamy, Friday night at the MGM Grand. I, I'm going to be there. Put me on the list, man. It's always a blessing to see Bill Bellamy and, and see the maturation of his act and the whole nine, man. You, you, you have to feel blessed, though, right? I'm very blessed to still be here mm-hmm. and still be contributing to the culture the way that I am. Awesome. And then this wave, mm-hmm. this wave right now is that one. It's that one. You're going to remember, you're going to remember, I told you on your show. Mm-hmm. Just that one, just that one where they like, yo, he went over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's always great talking. You know, you got a home here with me, man. You know the deal. Hey, I love you, Russ. Love you too, man. Coming up next, we're going to be talking to the education secretary. You know, there's a lot of things that have been going on with HBCUs, especially during Black History Month that passed where a lot of these HBCUs were receiving bomb threats. And, you know, it's just so crazy because it's just – the hate that is like in this country right now is insurmountable. Uh, the fact that somebody is going to call in bomb threats to HBCUs because this is part of that whole aggrieved victimhood that a lot of people have as far as black studies and things like that. You know, the whole manufactured CRT thing, the critical race theory, is just amazing because it's not being taught anywhere. It really isn't. And if it was, what's the problem? Uh, the big issue is, is that CRT uh, basically was a course. It wasn't even a course. It was a debate in law school amongst some students examining critical race theory. No children are being taught that. And if they were, it, it would be educational. It would be something that would be great. But no, uh-uh. let's just like uh, let's shut ourselves off from the world. Let's not even uh, pretend like, you know, there are people that have been uh, through hell in this country to help build this country, that were enslaved, that were beaten, taken away from their families. Let's not talk about that. This is not about saying that you're bad. It's about this is what happened. What is the problem with the truth? What is the problem with history? So then, to add insult to injury, you've got some nuts walking around like calling in bomb threats to HBCUs, historical black colleges. Man, it, it's like, I don't know what happened to this generation, the, the hate. Well, I know what happened. I guess, you know, the former president made hate popular, made racism popular. 
Who can outracist the racist? I don't get it. We're all Americans, man. I'm telling you. We're in a position right now in our country that we could make a difference with each other. People around the world look to us as a beacon of hope. They, they, they look to us as um, a people that are unified. We're not. We're so divided. And race is so easy to do. To divide amongst the races. And then you got this nut, Senator Braun, in um, Indiana during the Katanji uh, Brown um, uh, hearings talking about, um, you know, we should never legalize interracial marriage. Curse Judge Katanji uh, Brown Jackson is married to a white man. So I don't know what, what the motivation was for that. But it's like, you did us a favor. It's like, oh, you allowed us to marry each other. That is some 1940s crap. And this guy is a sitting U.S. senator. Unbelievable. But anyway, hey, uh, we'll rant about that a little bit later on. But right now, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk to the U.S. Education Secretary. Yes, in just a few moments here, and talk about the issues and the help for HBCUs that are getting all these threats, these bomb threats. So stay right there. You know, a lot of times we have a hard time with the insurance and paying the premiums and all that other stuff. And I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, there is an alternative. I have an option for you for health care that is going to knock your socks off. And I'm telling you right now, it's called crowd health. And it's a new way to pay for health care. No doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles, no surprises, y'all. CrowdHealth is putting the community back in community health care. Pay one low monthly total to fund your account. Less than $200 a month for most people. 100% of your monthly contribution directly funds and reduces the health care costs of the community. Now, you're saying, how does CrowdHealth work? Well, it's easy, man. Unlike insurance companies, CrowdHealth succeeds by keeping its members happy, not by driving up the price. Now, it's important. Stop paying health insurance companies your hard-earned dollars. Go to joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com now and experience freedom from health insurance. Right now, you can get your first six months for just $99 per month. That's almost 50% off the normal price and a lot less than a high-deductible health care plan. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com. Use promo code RUSPAR at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code RUSPAR. Crowd Health is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Term and conditions may apply. On the phone line right now, we have U.S. Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, no problem. Listen, we've been having an issue. Obviously, uh, everybody's been following the news. A lot of HBCUs have been receiving bomb threats and the whole nine. And the uh, Biden administration is deciding to do something about that. Can you kind of like let us know what's going down? Definitely, definitely. You know, we have no tolerance for, for threats of any kind. Uh, uh, HBCUs have, as you said, experienced threats. Um, you know, and we, we want to do something about it. Vice President uh, Harris, herself a, a graduate of Howard, um, really taking lead. And we're joining her and other colleagues from, from our administration to announce later today uh, the Project School Emergency Response to Violence Program. Well, what that means is, there are going to be some grants available now to those HBCUs that receive those threats to make sure that they can work to address the, the mental health needs or the campus security 
um, just to restore learning um, in those campuses that were disrupted by those threats. So, so this is not something that has to pass through Congress or anything. This is something that um, the president unilaterally and the vice president can instill. They, I mean, they, they have the funds to do this, right? Correct. Uh, these funds are uh, managed through the Department of Education, mm-hmm. um, and um, we believe that there is no need for uh, congressional action here. Um, and that's what the vice president will be announcing today. Now, these grants can be used for counseling students and, and people that are, you know, dealing with the stress of going to school and you got some nut somewhere, you know, that's calling right. in a bomb threat. Uh, is that specifically what the uh, what the um, grant's going to be for? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's hard enough to go to school during a pandemic, right? And, um, you know, when I visited these universities, uh, I visited several HBCUs. You know, specifically, I went to John C. Smith University with uh, Representative Alma Adams, who's been a tremendous leader and advocate for HBCUs. And I heard from students saying that, you know, going to school during a, during a pandemic is challenging. And then now you add a layer of threats and uh, physical safety concerns uh, on campus. It, it, it's, it's hard enough to, to be going to higher education when you're dealing with masks and, and social distancing and now to, to worry about threats being made on your campus. That, that's just too much. I thought they made an arrest in, in, in one of the cases. I'm not sure um, uh, somebody that was calling in these bomb threats. Is that considered a hate crime? You know, I, I, I defer to the federal authorities uh, yeah. to, to respond to that. I, I couldn't tell you, but I will tell you, it, to me, you know, it's no coincidence. Uh, many of these happened during Black History Month. Yeah. Um, it, it's an act of intimidation um, and, and a threat to, to really, in my opinion, kind of go deeper than, um, than you know, the, the physical, but really to try to send a message. And, and what we're responding is that we're not going to tolerate it, number one. We're going to use all federal authority that we can to not only go after the folks that are doing this, but to support our HBCUs. You know, one day I would love for you to come on, uh, uh, Mr. Secretary, and, and talk about this fake critical race theory outrage that we're having around the country. Uh, I think that that falls under your your purview, but I would really love for you to to, to come back on the show so we can discuss that because is it really an issue? But I just, first of all, I want to say hats off to the Biden administration and Vice President uh, uh, Kamala Harris and yourself, sir, um, for thinking enough of the students at HBCUs to provide this assistance. So basically, uh, only the universities that have been directly threatened are eligible for this grant, correct? That is correct. And, uh, you know, and I appreciate your, your, your comment earlier. You know, and I welcome an opportunity to engage with, with your listeners and with the country in general about the importance of celebrating the beautiful diversity in this country mm-hmm. where black and brown children can see themselves uh, in the materials they read and where we learn a true history of our country. Um, so I don't, I don't subscribe to the narrative that some put together around mm-hmm. this to try to divide. Mm-hmm. I do believe that um, our schools have an opportunity to unite our country, and I know they can I was really excited when you got the nomination for this position because I think you're you're the you're the person for the job, and um, you know this is just the beginning for you. So man, just keep knocking it down, man. I really appreciate you, you taking the time talking to us this morning. Thank you, Russ. Great being with you today. Take All right, care. man. You take care. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, that's the uh, uh, U.S. Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona. Did you sit around during the pandemic and go, "I need to decorate over again"? Yeah, you looked at it so much, you're going like, okay, there's something that needs to be done. But we make a lot of mistakes when it comes to doing our own interior decorating. That's why I wanted to get like one of the top black uh, interior designers in the country on the phone line to tell you the do's and don'ts. So let's go right to those phone lines. 
On the phone line right now, she's an interior designer. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, her name is Denise Rojas. I have used her personally for mm, a couple of decades, and she is absolutely incredible. Uh, one of the best in the business. And, of course, uh, Denise, if somebody wants to look at your work or get some information on you, is there a website that they can go to? Sure. My website is interiorsbydesignmd.com. Mm-hmm. Now, Denise, you're an interior decorator. You've been doing this for a lot. So we're not going to mention all your high-profile clients because you have a lot of them. But a lot of people sat around during the pandemic and started hating everything in their house. (laughs) Did you find that more people wanted to make changes as far as the look of their homes uh, during that period of time? Well, that's the time that everybody noticed that there were things wrong with their homes that they needed to um, take a better look at and try to enjoy their spaces. Right. Now, a lot of times when people want to make changes, the changes start start off, oh, that's not going to cost much. Then it starts building. Are there? Do you recommend any very inexpensive ways to remodel? Um, or is it always good to just get in touch with an interior decorator and go, hey, look, can you take a look at my stuff first? What is, what is your step-by-step procedure? Well, I always say that the most important thing is to try to get a budget in mind that you want to spend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a key ingredient but also do your research. Um, If you were going to have some sort of surgery, you'll do your research. Mm -hmm. So you want to do the same thing in every aspect of your life, including getting something done at your home. Got you. And you go from there. Let me ask you, there are certain styles. There's contemporary style. There is, I don't know, old school style. I don't know what the styles. What is hot right now? Um, Vintage is hot right now, but... um, People don't necessarily want to get locked into a style. Mm-hmm. The style that you want to get into is a style that you're most comfortable with in your home. Because at the end of the day, you need to come home to a space that you can unwind, relax, and enjoy the atmosphere that you've created to enjoy. So vintage is basically kind of old furniture look? Well, it's, it's stuff from the past, and you can integrate some of those pieces but it also depends on your budget and what you want to integrate. Because if you go typically and you just go with a trend, mm-hmm. trends come and go. And when trends come and go, you run into a situation where you're always reinventing yourself. I go so into, if you add, go ahead. No, I, I go into people's houses and I see vintage in one area, contemporary in another area. Can you do that? You probably shouldn't do that. You want your home to flow. Okay. So. You want colors to flow. You want, and if you're going to do vintage, you can add vintage pieces throughout your flow of your home. You don't necessarily have to separate rooms and spaces. I remember years ago, people would do rooms with different colors all over. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff is no longer the thing that people do. You have one consistent flow and you add accents in various spaces to tie into the full look of the home. I've seen you do wonders by pillows. Yeah. See, one thing that Denise will do, she'll walk into a room and she go, Mm-mm, no, Russ, that's not it. That's not it. And then come in like, you know, 20 minutes later with these different pillows and like sets the room off. It's the little things that can really make a difference in designing, right? Correct. It's the, I always call it the jewelry of your room. It's like getting dressed and putting on earrings and shoes and cufflinks. Mm-hmm. That's the jewelry tones that set, set apart your space, that warms it up. Do people ever like send you a picture of their rooms and go like, what would you do with this? Um, 
They do. And I get calls many times from people, especially since people have been home and people have decided to embark on doing things with their homes and they will call and ask, um, what does it cost? So I want you to do something. Mm-hmm. A designer you build a relationship with right. um, and they get to know the temperament of your style. And I always say it's like dating in the beginning and then you build that relationship and you get to know your client and what they want and what their rhythm of their, mm-hmm. the feel of their home is. And you go from there. Well, you know, you obviously as a established designer, um, you get discounts on furniture and things like that. And of course you pass that on to your clients, right? Um, it all depends on what it is. I try to get the best possible pricing for my clients. Yes. Gotcha. What is the biggest mistake? What is the biggest mistake that people make? When they go in and like, I'm redoing my living room. What is the biggest thing that you go in and go, because, mm, you know, you're reserved. You won't say anything for a while and see how much you love that thing. And then you let, then you drop the bomb on them. Like, ah, I don't think that works. What is the biggest mistake? Um, there are lots of things that people do. Part of what I shared is doing your research. I know that when people go into retail stores, for example, you always have to keep in mind they have higher ceilings than you do at your home. And they may mm. buy an ensemble and bring it home and it won't fit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, cause it's all about how they, you know, how they display it. And, and, and you got to think about that because, so that gives it a different look. When you look at a showroom floor, let's say you go into a furniture store, it's not going to look the same in your, in your house, right? No, it's not. The ceilings are higher. They're darker. They're, they're presented differently than your home is. Gotcha. So that changes things. Well, being one of the top designers in the country, if somebody wanted to call you or get in touch with you, how do they go about doing that? They can call me at 301-933-7723. Now, one thing about Denise, she will, she will be very honest with you. And I know that I'm sure you've come into with clients that are so set on a look and what they want to do and you know it's wrong. And sometimes they get mad at you, don't they? They do, but I am always trying to guide people on the best path that would fit based on what I know. I've been doing this a long time. Right. And it's not even about furniture. It's about like painting a wall. Like Mm -hmm. one of the things that I love that you've done for us is that all our walls would be like maybe eggshell or something like that. And then you'll come in and put a gray or a bluish gray. And it's like sets the whole room off. And I'm just telling you guys, you know, you guys sit up here, you're, you're going and trying to do it yourself you might want to get a pro, so you're going in the right direction. Denise Rojas, uh, your interior designer extraordinaire. Uh, is there a website that people can um, can go to to check you out? Sure, it's interiorsbydesignmd.com. Interiorsbydesignmd.com. Denise Rojas, thank you so much. Hey, y'all, before you mess up your houses, you might want to give her a call. <laughs> Denise, Thanks I appreciate so it. All right, you take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Coming up next, yes, I'm going to rant, and you're going to want to listen. Well, you may disagree, but it's okay. That's what it's all about. In America, we have freedom of speech, and we have the freedom to disagree. Stay right there. My rant is coming up next. You know, sometimes you got to reevaluate yourself. You know, sometimes you got to do a self-check. And sometimes when you self-check and you reevaluate yourself, you're going like, I don't know if I like where I'm at right now. Well, that happens to a lot of people, and it's okay to get therapy, man. I'm telling you, I've done that before. Sometimes you're taking advantage of people or you're talking to people the wrong way, and you're going like, could there be something else going on with me? 
which is important because I'm telling you right now, Talkspace, they have therapists that are available to message anytime you need them because you shouldn't have to sit there and self-reevaluate and realize you don't like the evaluation you're giving yourself. And it's okay to want to talk to somebody about it. And that's why I love Talkspace. All right, taking the first step towards getting help can be a little scary, but it doesn't have to be with Talkspace. Your mental health is too important to rely on Dr. Google because that's what we always do. With 24-7 text, audio, and video messaging, Talkspace lets you talk to a licensed therapist without needing an appointment. And then they have thousands of therapists across dozens of specialties. Once you match with your therapist, you can message with them anytime, anywhere you want. If thoughts and emotions are piling up, a fresh perspective can help you feel better. You'll get matched with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code RUSPAR during sign-up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code RUSPAR. All right, y'all, it's time for my rant. Ladies and gentlemen, I gotta tell what I feel. I don't know if you had an opportunity to hear Senator Cory Booker of uh, New Jersey um, at the confirmation hearings of Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson. What a very powerful speech. He's such an incredible speaker, and he speaks from his heart, and you know it. But it, it just brought up the pride that we have for one another. And one of the things that he said that really struck me that was just so powerful is that we love America, but America doesn't really love us. I've often wondered why all the things that we have done to contribute to the birth of this country, to build it, and you still can't respect that. He said so many things that were, was powerful, but I, I suggest that you guys Google it and just watch the whole thing. He brought uh, Katanji Brown Jackson to tears. And I, I was, you know me, I'm a very emotional guy. Which brings me to Senator Mike Braun of the great state of Indiana, who basically said that interracial marriage should have never been legalized. We should have left that to the states. Katanja Brown Jackson is married to a white man. And I don't know if that was a slight at her or whatever, but I don't understand why are you thinking so out loud and so racist. It's like we're a guest here. You want to continue to treat us like we're a guest. This is not your country. Part of it is, and part of it is ours. It's all of ours. We're all Americans. But you can say we should have never. The entitlement, the privilege for you to feel like that you have the power to say something so ignorant in 2022 and you sit and make laws for this land for the great state representing the great state of Indiana. And you could say something so vile and racist and insensitive. Just so you can please a bunch of yahoos that think like you. But thank God in my America, not a lot of people think like you. You thought out loud that how dare us give her the right to go marry a white man? How sickening is that? Where did that take you guys? Whether you agree with interracial marriages or not, he feels he's entitled 
to let you know that that was our decision. And we did you a favor by allowing you to marry outside of your race. Is that beyond pathetic? Senator Mike Braun of Indiana. It's way beyond the pale. I don't know what point you were trying to make. But this isn't just your country. We love it. But you make it very clear that you don't love us. And that lack of sensitivity and empathy and just the overwhelming concept of racism. You wish you were just thinking in your head instead of thinking it out loud. But Indiana, you'll vote for him again because some of you that do vote agree with him. It's not just your country. It's all of ours. And I don't feel entitled to be able to marry whoever I want. I don't let you choose for me. F you. That's my rant. Well, there it is. Another Russ podcast. And yeah, sometimes like I like to jump to a lot of different subjects. And I just want to thank uh, all the folks that were on the show today because none of them get paid because <laughs> we have zero budget for that. It's a very beautiful thing. I appreciate y'all listening to the Russ Podcast every week. Don't forget to check out the Russ Power Morning Show. Yes, you can go to RussPowerMorningShow.com and uh, actually hear the show Monday through Friday. Uh, also, you know, uh, just basically uh, go to Instagram at Russ Power Show or Twitter at Russ Power Show. Leave your comments if you want to make statements about the show and how much we suck. We really appreciate that because that's something that we know about us. We do suck. But at the same time, It's a dark and dirty job, and sucking at it, somebody's got to do it. Anyway, you guys have yourself a great week. God bless you.